Hello and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely terrific day today. A lot of stuff going on over the weekend, as always. I hope you guys enjoyed the Hagman broadcast I was on on Friday. Lots of good information I put out there. And as things have been continuing to emerge further and further, we're starting to realize that these school systems are basically going to be used as full indoctrination camps along this new COVID reopening as far as what they're calling it. I've spoken to numerous people now in the last week that have said they're basically not going to send their kids back to school. They're either going to do online or they're going to homeschool them as the homeschool rate is skyrocketing at a pace in the United States we have never seen before. And I'm getting this from more and more people that I know as well. And what's interesting about this is that it's so many people are starting to wake up and say, I don't, my kids don't need to go to school like this. If this is so bad, so dangerous, so deadly, so horrific that we have to turn around and basically keep our children locked in a classroom all day, force them to wear a face mask all day, make them eat their lunch in the classroom all day whenever they're going to eat, not allow them to go out. And if they do go out, they basically have to social distance, and we've seen all kinds of different guidelines and restrictions that they have said are going to be used to reopen the schools. Now, U.S. university, college universities, are now going to be asking students to report anyone not following the full COVID guidelines. Several universities in the U.S. have set up systems so students can report on one another if they see anyone breaking COVID rules. It appears that college universities are going to be what I can honestly say it appears to be as East Germany Stasi indoctrination camps now to where people are going to go around and have hotlines and apps that they can actually snitch on fellow students in a lot of main universities. Campus reform notes that universities in Miami, Texas, New Orleans, and a host of other major universities have all encouraged students to play campus Stasi when it comes to COVID guidelines. Yale also got on in the act with a hotline, along with the University of North Georgia, whose plea for students to police each other has also prompted legal concerns as well, as more and more people are saying, this is not Okay, And in Georgia, of course, they're starting to use and exploit the deaths of any individual they can to try to push their agenda. In Savannah, Georgia, they're saying this was the youngest COVID death in Georgia where a seven-year-old boy died from COVID. And this is a tragedy from what I saw and from, from what I heard. And first of all, let me see my condolences go to the family. And it really irritates me and frustrates me to no end that CNN came out and published this. I've had multiple people send me this, people trying to, you know, twist the narrative to push their continued agenda. And when I saw this, I said, man, a seven-year-old boy died. You know, I have, I have a son who's four years old. I also have a daughter that's two. And so to see something like that is heart-wrenching. But to see it exploited, to push the narrative is even more frustrating. And so as CNN simply put that a seven-year-old boy died from COVID in Savannah, Georgia, and that was the extent of their um, 
description of it as they continue to push their agenda about we need further lockdowns. I went and pulled the article up about it from AJC in Atlanta, Atlanta News Now. And what's interesting about this, this is a seven-year-old boy who died from drowning in a bathtub due to a fever-fueled seizure is what they claim. They said that it is still pending, but the preliminary investigation suggests that because he died in the bathtub from a seizure, they swabbed his nose post-death, and he tested positive for COVID. So they're saying that COVID may have caused him to have a seizure due to a high temperature, which then caused him in the bathtub to drown when he had a seizure. However, femoral seizures, fibril seizures, are not uncommon in young children and can be brought on by a number of illnesses and infections. And so as this is a horrific instance, and my, my condolences again go to the family to lose a child this young, but to see CNN exploit this to try to push their state-sponsored agenda from the deep state is grossly troubling to me, Dad. What do you think about this? You know, Austin, one of the side effects of the MMR vaccine is seizures, and it's from a cytokine storm brought on by, brought on by, the, by, by the vaccine itself from the mitochondria in the body basically being shocked by this and the macrophages being unwilling to basically, or unable to produce enough vitamin D3 or have enough D3 available to activate. So they set up a cytokine storm, which can set up massive brain swelling and cause seizures. So there are a lot of factors, including vaccinations, that basically can cause seizures. It happens all the time in young children after their 18-month booster with MMR. And in, very, in many, many cases, like 1 in 34, children are brain damaged now from the vaccines, which never happened before the 86 vaccine law that Reagan passed, preventing these manufacturers from being held accountable for what they're doing. So all of this stuff is linked together in the medical industrial complex. Now they're using this for these young children to justify these incredible draconian measures when they go back to school. When Goebbels, remember, we had Sigmund Freud back in the 1800s, started looking at different things. Guy was a total pervert, by the way, cocaine addict, pervert, Sabbatine Kabbalist, Luciferian Kabbalist, all of this stuff. He had a cousin named, you know, basically Edward Bernays. Edward Bernays was the father of advertising and the, the control of groupthink. And they worked together as far as determining different models, which had caused massive population control. Now, what they found was one of the key elements of getting people to do what you wanted was fear, okay? And, you, and, you, and you've seen this in random control studies in which people were brought to a series of doors, and they're given one thing in one door, one thing in another door, and everything, you know, is like death, right? They have to choose which death they want. And then there's door number three, which they don't know. Now, of course, this is just metaphorical. These are just experiments. They're not doing this to the people. But door number three basically is we don't even know what it is. But it could be so horrible, it could be like dismemberment. It could be one of those things like Mel Gibson went through in the one movie when he was playing William Wallace when you're being you know, disemboweled and drawn and quartered and everything else. But they don't know that. So the third door is unknown, but it's fear-based. And they'll choose another form of death without even knowing what door number three was because they don't know what it could be because it's so horrible. Now, this is the psychology of what Freud and the wacko Bernays and the rest of these guys worked with as far as finding what groups could do and how it could sway entire groups of populations and change the entire paradigm. Now, when Goebbels, the German propaganda minister, was questioned at the Nuremberg trials, they said to him, 
how in the world would you get the German people to walk as sheep and to go into this and have this happen to them? And he goes, it was easy. All we did was promote fear and base our decisions and what we told them on fear. And they were willing to do anything to avoid the consequences of what we are telling them that is going to happen. This is exactly what they're doing with COVID. If you look at Drudge, every major story is COVID is getting worse. New York is shut down. Everything is fear-based propaganda. This, I'd be so careful what I say right now. This is why I loathe websites that are fear porn. And I'm talking alt media now. Let's forget about the rest of these clowns. They're all a bunch of weirdos anyhow. Now they're telling that now one of the big things they're promoting on Drudge is that Disney's breaking all the rules now and they've come out with this groundbreaking trans character, okay? So that's Drudge, okay? Drudge is just another weirdo group of people, but they promote constant fear porn. I'm talking about alt media people who sell advertising on their sites who want the highest click rate they can get and they constantly push fear porn. Fear porn, fear porn, fear porn, fear porn, fear porn. I loathe it. I can't stand it. Uh, this past weekend, this past Friday, InfoWars reporter Millie Weaver was arrested, and basically she was basically hauled off by a you know police officer in the middle of a grand jury investigation for a warrant for her arrest. It come to find out, it dealt with domestic issues with her mother-in-law and a bunch of other stuff. It had nothing to do with her quote-unquote Shadowgate report. But it's interesting to me how this arrest was publicized through alt media and basically we were told that the reason she was arrested was because of Shadowgate. Well, you know, it bothered me because Shadowgate wasn't pulled offline. It wasn't censored by YouTube. It wasn't censored by Google. It wasn't censored by anybody. It's got millions of views now over the weekend. It's a very good documentary, by the way. And I watched it in length. I watched the entire thing. It's like an hour and a half long on, on Saturday. And you guys know me. I don't have time to watch a lot of videos. So when I actually sit down and watch a video, I watch it. So I watched all of this stuff talking about the intel agencies and the CIA and all of these other organizations that were involved in quote-unquote Russiangate, Shadowgate, and basically trying to dethrone, get rid of, impeach Donald Trump. So the whole thing turned into this massive re-election campaign for Donald Trump and how badly he was done wrong by all these other organizations. Then she said that the computers that do all of this are housed in other countries and other groups are involved with blah, blah, blah. She never mentioned any names, ever any names. She mentioned the CIA. Now, here's what she didn't mention. And I, I said this to a bunch of you guys on Saturday. I said, you know, I'm going to post this story, but it's something ain't right. And by the way, I've taken the story. I've taken the stories down now. I'm taking them down, and because it was pushing her video that she did, they never mentioned Israel, not once. They never mentioned Mossad. Yeah, she's talking about how they're compromising elected officials and how they're basically finding out this stuff about them. And what it did, it took the heat off of Jeffrey Epstein. It took the heat off of Mossad. It took the heat off of Israel. It took the heat off of Benjamin Netanyahu. And it sure in the heck took the heat off the Kabbalists. It did. It, took, it put everything back on our deep state and the people who run the computer systems in our country who work for the federal government, who are basically disloyal to the United States, who are compromising political officials and elected officials because of what they're doing in their private lives while they're being spied on. Now, a lot of the information she gave connected a lot of dots at the bottom level as far as the individuals doing this. It did. 
but it never went into the CIA's involvement with Mossad or MI6 or Jeffrey Epstein or any of these other corporations that were involved directly with George Soros and Epstein and child trafficking and sex with minors and all the other things that Jeffrey Epstein was involved in. None of it. None of it was talked about. And so what she did is she set up the narrative again to say that Donald Trump was done wrong, that all these people did all of this stuff for the sole purpose, basically, of getting rid of Donald Trump and for entrapping politicians. So the video she did is very good at the base level, but she completely ignores all of the Zionist implications of what she was talking about. Therefore, I've got to call this whole project that happened with her arrest and everything else to promote the use of this video BS. Yeah, you heard it from me. BS. Now, I'm not saying she wasn't arrested, but it had to do with her mother-in-law and a bunch of other weird stuff. It had nothing to do with this video, but it seems strange to me how this was pushed into the narrative that the reason she was being arrested was because of this video Shadowgate to give it credibility and credence, but yet it was never yanked or yoked off of YouTube. And again, it goes right back to what they do. This is this is spells. These are spells. This is witchcraft. This is Kabbalah. This is all of it. This is how you have to look at the world from a realistic standpoint. And what they've done here to all of us, and I've, I've managed to shake loose of this now because it was still it was still hooking. It still had me hooked pretty doggone good for the Trump election. It really did because you know I really believe that he was who he said he was. I really I didn't know anything about the whole thing with the sex with minors and all the other things he's been accused of and all the other stuff he's been involved with as far as the Rothschild banking cartel and the money that he's been given. I didn't know about any of this stuff, okay? But I did know just hours after he was elected, you know, he pointed out Bill and Hillary Clinton and said how wonderful people they were, they need to be left alone, blah, 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 right? And then he tells just as Lane Maxwell that he wishes her well, okay? Guys, if you can't see that the Kabbalists are using him for some type of witchcraft, warlock, weirdo spell to blind the hearts and the minds of the unbeliever in the country to make you believe he's something that he's not. He's the one who did the bump stock ban. He had the had the rewrite laws for ATF. He's the one who pushed the red flag gun laws in Florida and tried to push them nationwide. He's the one that's done all of this. He's the one who signed the stuff about the about you know the stuff in Israel, gave an executive order, you know, basically hosing over the Palestinians over in Israel for land that he didn't even own. He's involved in all of this stuff. So we have to understand where he is and where he's coming from, and we need to realize what he is. And I had one of our brilliant listeners. We have so many brilliant listeners. I was talking about this, and I said, I said, I really believe that Trump, as long as he basically does what he's supposed to do, is going to rewin this election. And I said, the problem is that they've got to create another fight, another narrative, as far as making us believe he's not, because they want to try to get us going all behind Donald Trump again. You think, why would they do that? Because they've got to maintain maximum friction. This is what they do to control the narrative, to control the outcome. We have rioting all over the United States now. We have Antifa battling, you know, different groups all over the country right now, as we speak, as we're, as we're basically talking on the show right now. And they want to maintain that narrative of the Antifa fighting the nationalists. If Trump isn't reelected, they'd lose that narrative. Now, all of a sudden, the communists take over, but they're not going to be able to get everything done they want to have done. They need a revolution. So they want to create that fuel for that revolution. And so my, uh, my, my listener wrote in and she said, you're right. My fear is just an indication that the spell – this is about Donald Trump not winning the election – 
and what's going to happen if Donald Trump doesn't win the election and why it's so important that we all play the game and we stay partisan and we vote for Trump or we vote for Biden. Now, I've had a lot of people come in and say to me, we're going to write in Christy Nome from South Dakota, and we're not going to vote for either one of these people because this spell has no power over me anymore. I don't believe Trump, and I'm certainly not going to vote for Biden, so I'm going to write in a presidential person. You say, well, you're wasting your vote. Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute, wait, stop, stop, stop. I'm telling you, Israel controls our elections. They did it on the last election. And they're going to go into those diebold election machines with Mossad again if they need to, and they're going to give Trump the election as long as he does their bidding because they want that third temple rebuilt. It all goes back to this. It all goes back to the coming of the Antichrist, their Messiah. This is what they want. They want to have world rule out of Tel Aviv through the Antichrist. And the Bible tells us it's going to happen. So we need to be aware of this, and we're actually facilitating that by allowing ourselves to be under the spell. So let me finish reading this in text now that I've given you context. You're right. My fear is just an indication that the spell still has power over me. I need to trust in Jesus, shake off their spell, and withdraw my consent. A vote for Trump is a vote to remain under the power of their spell. The more we consent, the deeper we go into submission to their witchcraft. Lots of people will remain under their spell because all this sounds so crazy that they'll be afraid to believe it. This is all because the church doesn't talk about this, so Christians are afraid to believe this is really happening. I couldn't say this any better than that. What we've been put under is the spell that Donald Trump is going to be a change agent, that he's going to make America great again, and they've used their Kabbalist witchcraft and the blood of the innocents through their human sacrifice and the killing of the children to facilitate this spell so it's on top of everybody. We have to understand that's what's happening. Last weekend, CNN came out with an article, and they said basically that the QAnon movement is absolutely horrible, and basically it's a group of nutbags that are doing QAnon, and that it's none of it's true, blah, blah, blah. Now, why would CNN do this? Why would CNN come in and attack the Q movement? Very simple. Because everybody who belongs to QAnon and almost every single patriot and conservative out there knows that CNN is the communist news network and it's a disinformation network. And they're using that to say, hey, QAnon is bad because they know the patriots are going to go, QAnon is great because CNN said it's bad. That's why they said this, guys. The communist news network said that QAnon is bad because they will now make more people believe in QAnon, which is the psychop, which is the lie. All of this is being done to get the people who are true nationalists in the United States to shut up and to sit back and to watch the country go to hell in a handbasket. That's why it's being done, to get everybody who's a patriot to be quiet and believe in Donald Trump, though he has basically misled us and lied to us over and over and over and over and over again for the past four years. Now, let me tell you something, guys. If this guy's pushing red flag gun laws, okay, if he's rewriting bump stock bans, if he's doing all of this stuff knowing that he has to get reelected from the same people that put him into power four years ago, what the heck do you think he's going to do when he knows he can't be reelected? Just thought I'd mention that. Remember, he was a hardcore Democrat pro-abortion guy for many, 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 many years, bought off and paid for by the Rothschild banking cartel back in the 80s. 
Think about who he is. We didn't know any of this when we voted for him to start with. And his true colors have come back. That's who he is. He's got some real weirdos up there in the White House. His son-in-law is a Kabbalist. He's a Satanist. Now, they don't believe they're Satanists when they're Kabbalists. They don't believe that. They don't call this snake in a tree Satan. They call him Einsop. But that's what he is. He's this Satan, the snake in the trees come under many different names for many for thousands of years. They're still Lucifer. Same thing with his daughter-in-law. They're Kabbalists. He's got two Satanists in the White House who are directing his paths. Let's just be real here, guys. I can't be any more direct than I am today. This is about as direct as I've ever been with you guys. So are you going to vote for Trump? Are you going to ride at a third-party candidate? Are you going to vote for Biden? I'm not going to tell you what to do. But be aware, when you vote for Trump, you're voting for the system that's enslaved you. I'm letting you know that. When you vote for Biden, if you're going to vote for Biden, you're voting for the system that's enslaved you. I'm here to tell you, if your voting mattered, they wouldn't let you do it. And if they couldn't control it. The last time and the only reason that Hillary Clinton didn't win this election, and I, I believe this with all my heart, is because of, the, because of the Podesta emails and all the stuff that was released on WikiLeaks. And notice, Julian Assange is still in prison and Donald Trump hasn't intervened. Think about that for a second. Think about that. If it wasn't for Julian Assange, Donald Trump never would win the election, but he's still in prison, riding over there in England. Solitary confinement, getting destroying him. Think about that for a second. This is the great emancipator, the great deliverer that we've all thought he was going to be. Man, I had a two-by-six-foot sign in my yard. I pissed off all the neighbors. I had them all mad. In fact, I put it behind a doggone fence so they couldn't get to it and tear it down. Put it on eight-foot posts and stuck it up in the air for six months before and after the election. Finally, after all the Goldman Sachs boys and all the J.P. Morgan boys and all the Kabbalists were put into power and put in positions of authority by Donald Trump, I yoked that sign down. I said, something ain't right. Something ain't right. And guys, haven't been right for four years. We're now being controlled through fear. That's who's running the country right now. It's the Kabbalists. That's who's running the world right now. The Larius over there in, in Europe. You know, they're voting against the New World Order. They were offered $100 million, their presidents was, in order to basically collapse the economy through a loan, through the IMF. He said no. Now the Pope is standing against him and coming after him because the Pope is part of this problem too. The Pope is a hardcore communist out of Argentina. I told you the story. I went to his doggone head church, the parish that he was in, the big cathedral down there where he was working in Buenos Aires. Everybody hates the guy. They say he was involved in Operation Condor and he sent a bunch of his parishioners to the death, had them thrown off the back of doggone transport planes in the middle of the ocean to feed the sharks and to drown, who were basically being reported by him and his church as sympathizers and standing against the CIA, which overthrew almost every country in South America. He's a CIA plan. And the CIA is run by the Kabbalists. Let's get a reality check on what's going on here. How long will you stay under the spell? That's my question. How long will you continue to vote for the least of two evils? Well, Biden is a sniffing, pedophile, pervert, senile weirdo. Yeah. yeah, he's not going to get the vote. Look at Trump. Lesser of two evils. Hey, let me ask you a question. Do you want AIDS? Do you want Ebola? Let's vote for one. Pick your choice. <laughs> Either way, what do you think, guys? What do you think, Austin? Well, I mean, there's no doubt about it. There's definitely some awakening with a lot of people that are starting to realize what's going on. And as much as I hate to 
believe it, a lot of stuff is pointing to exactly what you're looking at and what you're saying right now. I had a friend of mine that's been an avid, avid Trump supporter for since the election. And we were discussing last night some of the concepts of things that have been going on. And, you know, I've, I've been back and forth on it because the aspect of, I think, what we wanted to have, we didn't get. But the truth about it is this. And this has been one of the biggest fundamentally troubles that I have found with his presidency. There's been a lot, but one has been so troubling to me, so creepy to me, is Jared Kushner. That has been one aspect of this that nobody has been able to explain to me. Why his son-in-law, let's just take the aspect of nepotism out of it. Let's, we're not even going to go into that. His son-in-law, in his mid-30s, with zero international affairs background, allegedly at least, zero political background, zero work in any of those areas whatsoever, gets appointed pretty much to be his highest right-hand man he could possibly have and is given carte blanche immunity with no oversight to go negotiate deals in Middle Eastern countries, to go meet with foreign dignitaries without our ambassadors of those countries even being present, I talked to you guys about last a year ago, this is very strange, shows up, doesn't even let the U.S. embassies in those countries know he's showing up, meets with the leaders of those countries in private door meetings without the ambassadors there, and then leaves. The ambassadors go, what the heck am I even here for? We've got Kushner that's not even an elected official. He's just appointed to do whatever he feels like doing, can run around the entire world and meet with anybody he wants and have whatever meetings he needs to have. And then pushes all this stuff, like getting the executive order passed in college universities to ban any type of anti-Semitism. And first people go, oh, okay, well, that's good. We don't need to have anti-Semitism until you finally actually read the fine print in the executive order that was signed that goes into detail about how essentially anybody... Can, doesn't matter who you are, can be basically fined, demonetized, expelled, etc. All the list goes down the line. If they say or do anything that somebody finds to be anti-Semitic, there's all these other things going on in the world, all these other issues going on in the country. But we find that to be a very important issue that needs to be addressed right now, when that's really not even a problem. But of course, that was Jared Kushner's little baby. He wanted it signed. It got signed immediately. The same thing with all the Goldman Sachs boys and the big banker boys. There's no swamp draining. There's none. So, again, do your own research on what's going on. If you feel like you need to vote for somebody specific, vote for them. But there's definitely a point in time right now where I've looked at this and, oh, Biden, yeah, I mean, senile pedophile picking a Native American, Indian American running mate. Oh, that's right. She was a Native Indian in 2016. Now she's she's... African American, I forgot. She changes her race, whatever suits her. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing's a joke. I mean, I know people that are Democrats that are like, I'm not even going to vote for Biden. This whole thing's a complete and total disgrace. And so it's almost like they're setting it up to have, again, this big conflict, this left right conflict, back and forth, back and forth, all the way to November. And they already know who's going to get put into place again. I mean, he's been the most pro Israel president we've ever pretty much had. And we essentially know who runs the country, and that's Israel. We're Israel's military agent. We do whatever they tell us to do. And, I mean, these are things that have occurred that have been grossly troubling. I mean, 
everybody is so just opposed right now, back and forth, and it's such an area, nobody knows really what to do. And I mean, then we have in Portland, we have nothing being done in Portland at all. We have the district attorney now saying, I told you guys this on the show last week, on Friday, on Hagman's show, he's come out now and said he's not going to basically prosecute first and second degree trespassing, harassment, fleeing, resisting arrest, and he's not going to prosecute it. Has released everybody that's been in jail since May. Any of the terrorist groups like BLM or Antifa that have been arrested, released. I mean, there's charges. Which is giving every, all these guys a green light to do whatever they want. You've got law enforcement involved, and they pretty much know it doesn't matter who they arrest. They're going to get released. I mean, golly. Don't talk about disincentivizing somebody. I mean, I, mean I'm not, I can't even do anything. Even if I wanted to do good, I can't because anybody that I arrest for doing all these illegal, illicit activities is going to be right back on the street. But then you turn around, and you have individuals... Like in Plantation, Florida, Michael Crivenel, third time being arrested now in the past month and a half. For what? For failure to adhere to a mass ordinance for opening up his gym. Not joking. He just got arrested for the third time. He said, I'm done with this. I am absolutely done with this. You have people rioting and protesting, and I'm trying to have my business intact and have people be able to work out where they want. And I'm being arrested repeatedly. The plantation gym owner basically was just released for his third time in as many weeks for violating the city's mask ordinance. 31-year-old Michael Kernavale, basically, who owns Fitness 1440 along West Broward Boulevard, was first arrested in July for failing to enforce the county's mask mandate. Police said he was allowing his clients to work out without wearing a face mask. You know, duh! Why are you going to wear a face mask in a gym with elevated heart rate and increased need for oxygen, and you're going to tell people they have to wear a face mask? As we already know, the face mask is completely and totally a joke. If it was a real mandate, they would say everybody has to be wearing at least a minimum of N95 respirators, if not higher, masks, including gas masks. It's not that. They say you can wear a bandana or one of the little gaiters over your face that you go fishing with. I saw another research study the other day, and they are actually testing micron filtering through all these different masks, all these different masks. The gators, as far as actually filtering particulates, the bandanas, they were right up there with wearing no mask. I mean, right, 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 right above it as far as filtration. Zero. None as far as when it comes to virus particles. But if you wear one of those, you're okay. You're okay. So, again, it shows you the mask is not about containing a virus. It's not about protecting anybody. It's simply about control. And, again, he was arrested on Thursday for violating the county's executive order. He goes on to say, and it's interesting, he goes, the more we seem to comply with these unjust mandates, the more bizarre and the more intrusive these mandates seem to have gotten. At the same time, exercise, nutrition, and hydration are all things that are not being discussed. Fitness 1440 staff set up equipment in the business parking lot last week and then was instructed to basically shut that down because he was not enforcing people to wear masks outside on his equipment. So they arrested him again for the third time. The gym is now being guarded by plantation police. So let me get this straight. We have cities now that are literally being turned to full-blown communist hellholes with no law and order anymore because Antifa being funded by George Soros and other far-left groups taking over huge swaths of cities. But we now have law enforcement being used to blockade gyms off so people can't go outside and work out in equipment in the parking lot because why? Because, oh, that's, that's illegal because we told you you can't do that. 
this has been nothing more than a full-blown power grab. And I commend Michael. I do. Because he's losing his livelihood right now. He's going to have numerous charges he has to fight now. He's already filed two lawsuits now against the city and the county, which I commend him for that. And this is what's going on. This is how far we're losing this country at a rapid rate. And everybody on the left is doing nothing but maintaining and obeying the narrative that they're told. And that's why I've told everybody, if you really feel the need to wear a mask, wear a mask. I don't care. But if I don't feel the need to wear the mask, I'm not going to wear a mask. And I will not wear a mask. I've already told you my stance on that. Now, not everybody's on the same boat as I am, but a lot more people are. A lot more people are realizing this whole thing is a complete and total lie, especially when you have incidences where CNN is trying to publicize and promote a COVID death of a seven-year-old boy for having a seizure and drowning in a bathtub. Horrific incident. And they're trying to promote it as a COVID death. That shows you right there that they have nothing more than the mouthpiece of the deep state, and they are a state-run agency to do exactly what they're told, as I said last week, Dad. Uh, you know, Austin, that seven-year-old boy could have been running a real high fever, too, and they may have put him in a cold bath to try to cool him down. Yeah, that could yeah. have happened, too. And then they left him there, and he passed out and had a seizure and died. I mean, we don't know the story here, and I'm speculating. Again, my condolence also to the parents. I mean, it's a horrible thing to lose a child, especially like that. I mean, but again, we have a lot of people losing loved ones from heart disease, diabetes, and cancer, and the flu every single year, and yet we don't shut the country down for this. We don't do it. You know, we've had the swine flu multiple times. And again, this is a fear-based psychop is what this is. You can't go to the gym. We're going to shut you down and put you in jail, peasant. But I, I want to go to the gym. No! Be fearful. Be afraid. Be scared. No. How about no? How about we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind? How about we commit our plans unto the Lord and they will succeed? How about get thee behind me, Satan? How about that? Why don't we use those words? How about, you don't want to give us a political candidate that we can vote for? How about we write in the governor of South Dakota? How about we show you that you're psychop, that your mental crap that you're doing, and your spell that you're putting on us doesn't work? How about we've had enough of it? How about you screwed us with Donald Trump, you gave us a Kabbalist, loving person who loves his daughter, and he has to be aware of what she's involved in as a presidential candidate, and we didn't know how bad it was going to get. How about you put a Kabbalist in a position of authority who's in his 30s, who has no political experience to speak of whatsoever, from an absolute corrupt family, and tell him to broker a deal in the Middle East? How about just maybe speculation here that the Jared is the Antichrist. I don't know. I'm not even saying he is. Middle Eastern guy is going to be Jewish. Doesn't really care about women. He's probably gay. Honeypot entrapment with Ivanka. Does he fit all those rules? I don't know. You guys tell me. But something's weird's going on, guys. And if you can't feel the energy from that spell, it's like our listener wrote in, 
I feel as though I still need to vote for Trump as this spell still got a hold on me. Guys, don't feel like you got to vote for the lesser of two evils. You don't have to do that. You don't have to, unless you choose to. <laughs> Another one just came out, speaking of Israel. Israel not giving up annexing the West Bank, Netanyahu says, after historic UAE deal. Wait a minute. Israel, I thought it was a part of it all, right? Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has said he's not agreed to remove the issue of extension of Israel's sovereignty over the lands in the West Bank and will not relinquish it because of the Greater Israel Program. Netanyahu said in a speech on Thursday evening, the American president asked me to wait on the extension of Israel's sovereignty over more lands. Why would he do that? 2020 election. I just thought I'd mention that. He pointed out that the plan of annexation and the extension of the Israeli sovereignty over the territories of the West Bank is the most realistic plan. What? According to who, Netanyahu? I know you. I wish I'd have called you out when I met you and had lunch with you. Weirdo. There's no change to my plan to extend sovereignty. Our sovereignty in Judea and Samaria in full coordination with the United States. Yeah. 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 You tell me what's going on. With the United States to annex all this stuff. Well, it's because, as James Trafficking said, the United States is Israel's whore. You can watch him online. They haven't pulled that down yet. Because he's dead. He died in a tractor accident, supposedly. I don't believe that, but I believe that there's swampland in Florida. That's a good investment. You know, South Dakota governor, by the way, to speak about somebody positive. Christy Nome has declined extra federal unemployment aid. Man, I tell you what, this woman needs to be president. She's just absolutely awesome. South Dakota turned down extra federal unemployment aid Friday due to the high rate of job recovery in the state. Governor Christy Nome, a vocal ally of the White House, and said that South Dakota did not need the additional funds because the workers in her state have been rehired, and that its economy is rebounding after suffering economic fallout from the coronavirus, according to The Hill. In a statement, Nome basically praised the leadership and said she was very grateful for the additional flexibility that the effort has provided. You know, she goes, South Dakota's economy, having never been shut down, has recovered nearly 80% of our job losses. South Dakota is the only state, I'm repeat that, the only state in the nation that didn't have extended benefits kick in because our insured unemployment rate has been the lowest in the nation. We have the third best housing construction market in the country, and many, many businesses are looking to relocate to South Dakota because of the decisions we made during the pandemic. South Dakota is open for business. And that applies to our business owners and their employees. Wow. But yet here on the other hand, you got Ohio saying, we are no longer going to allow the use of face shields as a substitute for face coverings. In other words, you see that plastic shield that people wear over their face. You can still see the image of God because we're created in God's image. You can still see facial expressions. You still have pretty good communication skills, but sometimes it's muffled. It's a lot healthier for you. You can actually breathe fresh air. But Ohio Department of Health is prohibiting the use of face shields as a substitute for face coverings. Peasant! Peasants, you got you can't show your face. You've got to wear a bandana, which doesn't work. Or more face shield, I must admit, doesn't work. Help may spray some particulates when you're talking and stop that, but it's not going to affect your breathing and it's not going to affect your sneezing very much. And stuff will still come out of the bottom of it. But none of this stuff works anyhow, according to the article that Harrison wrote, which is absolutely excellent, that I posted three times in red on Friday on our website, on our new site, which you guys all need to read. It's just interesting to me that all of this stuff 
happens all of the time. And we're supposed to sit here and believe all of these lies. I mean, in Portland, like Austin just mentioned, 80 nights in Portland, rioters chance, kill a cop, kill a cop, save a life. As, as two officers are hospitalized, kill a cop, save a life. Now, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and defend all police officers because some of them really are awful. But guys, you know, I've called them before when there's been issues in the middle of the night and you hear things and people running right outside the house and you got there with a 12-gauge and you're calling the cops and they show up in minutes sometimes and they're out there backing you up. You know what? That's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. Years ago, let me tell you a story. We had our office at our home for years. and We have like a little separate building that we built for my office initially. We moved here out here on acreage. And we have a system in the house that has like phone lines lit up, right? And so if someone's on the line, you can see it because we had our business here. This is many years ago this happened. That someone has gotten in and used one of the phone lines. Okay? So it means somebody's on the phone. So listen to this story. One night, I got helicopters flying over the house. I mean helicopters. And then I found out like four doors down from me, some guy had threatened to kill his wife, pulled the gun, the cops were called, and this guy had fled. Right? He's basically loose in my neighborhood. They got helicopters flying over with floodlights over my house, everywhere else. And, you know, we have a building in the back of the property where we, it's like a little barn where we store stuff, and it also has the same phone system in there. Guess what happens? The phone line lights up in the house, and someone is in my barn using the telephone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It lights up. And I'm like, what the heck? Because my whole family's inside. But my phone's being used in the barn, and I got floodlights over my house, and I got somebody escaped from the police several doors down, and you know what's going on. Somebody's in there, and it's probably the guy who's run off, who's carrying a gun. So I call 911 immediately on the other line. I say, hey, guys, I got somebody on the telephone. So what I did is I'm here with my gun, and I'm walking around in full, basically, battle garb, waiting to see who in the world's on the property. And finally, I thought, what are you doing, Ted? The police will be here. And they were. They were there within moments. And they did a full sweep of the house in the barn. And they didn't find anybody. And the phone line got turned off. Somebody was gone before they got here. But it was nice to know that I had backup. So when you want to defund the police and you ain't got no backup, I mean, they're, they're not even responding now in L.A., in Portland to many of the 911 calls because they don't have the police officers to do it or the police officers are calling in sick or the police officers are quitting. Guys, this is the first step to basically anarchy and rioting in the streets and to civil war when the population has to take up its own arms and form groups and fight other groups that are attacking. Wouldn't you rather have a police department like we have here in Florida with Sheriff Grady Judd who tells us to shoot people when they come in the house, blow them out of our house, they come in to kill people or shoot people or burn our homes? I would. This whole thing is part of the communist mantra that they did in Russia when they overthrew the Tsar and his family as far as getting rid of the police. I'm not saying, again, that there aren't bad police officers. I've run into a few of them. Some of them really suck, to be honest with you. They're horrible. But probably 95% of them are pretty good people. Just a few bad ones get in every once in a while that aren't screened properly. But guys, I'd rather have the 95% there and helping us 
than throwing the baby out with a bathwater and firing all of them or having them all quit because they're so miserable. Think through that for a second with me. Austin, what do you think? Well, it's well said, and I mean, I've had that discussion with numerous of my law enforcement friends as well, is that these people that want to run around and start all this riot, you know, they have this, this naive idea that, you know, if, if they can be violent enough to cause this change and they can do all this different stuff because that's that's really what all it is you know because you have some of the individuals that are basically being paid agitators you have other individuals that are following the crowd and then you have some of them that are like okay these guys may be onto something if we can get the police departments to shut down we will make some type of positive change for our black community you do you have some people that are totally brainwashed and thinking that the problem is if you talk to any law enforcement officer that's been in it for a while, the level of filth and chaos and horrific individuals they have to deal with on a regular basis is something that the average person has no concept of whatsoever. I mean, you think some of these riots and burning some of the cities and getting in fights with people is bad videos. Some of the stuff that you see when you're in law enforcement, some of the stuff you're exposed to and scenes that you have to go to is horrible. Remember, about three years ago, there's an individual in our local area, in our county, and he was a multi-multi-time uh, felon. And I was talking to my buddies on SWAT was about this the other day because he was kind of talking about it. We were discussing it, and he was on the loose. He basically had been arrested multiple times, was out on bail, ended up robbing a pawn shop, took off on foot, basically stole a car, went to a random house in the middle of this neighborhood, broke into the house, there was a lady in the house, in the shower, he grabbed a butcher knife, cut her to death, stabbed her to death as he drug her out of the shower, stole the cash she had available, jumped in her car, basically drove out, it's like a movie scene, drove out through the garage door, and uh, at that time, SWAT had already deployed in the neighborhood because they got multiple 911 calls that this guy was basically running through the neighborhood. He went through the garage door. My buddy who was on SWAT with a few other guys lit this guy up as he drove to the car. And obviously he wrecked. And they said the worst part of the situation wasn't shooting the guy. That was actually the halfway decent part of it because of how horrific this guy was. It was when they went in the house to clear it to make sure nobody else was in there. And this lady is on the floor, literally on her last breath, blood to the entire kitchen and bathroom. He said it looked like it was gallons of blood. However, blood makes it look like it's more than it is. And she's completely mutilated. And they had to clear that scene and go through the entire house and make sure there was nobody else in the house. Regardless of what it looked like, regardless of what was going on, the medics trying to save her, didn't matter. They had to clear the house because they had to secure the situation. That's the kind of stuff these guys deal with. So when you start hearing this hoorah-rah rhetoric from these absolute blithering morons that talk about defunding the police, and we need not need to have cops, and we don't need to be prosecuted, blah, 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 these are the very same people in some cases that are going to come to your house in the middle of the night and knife you, stab you, or shoot you to death so they can take all of your property if you don't have the means to protect yourself. Now, I'm not saying the cops can protect you all the time because obviously they couldn't protect that lady. But what I'm saying is 
That's the stuff they're exposed to. And it's so important that people understand that the cops aren't going to save you, but the cops are there to back you up, like Dad said in some situations. That's why it's crucial that you have the ability to defend yourself with the means, knowledge, and tools. This is why I find it so troubling when we see this defund police movement. And you already know, in the next coming years, we are again going to see the disarmament movement of the United States of America. We already saw it in Virginia at the beginning of this year. We've seen it in California and numerous other states. We've had it happen down here in Florida with the red flag gun laws. But I'm not even talking about these basic, massively unconstitutional violations. I'm talking about full-blown, you are not allowed to own these firearms. We have a registration of these firearms with your name on it. We are coming to seize these firearms, or you must turn them in, or you're going to be a convicted felon. They've already done that. Numerous states. So what happens, guys, when these communists get their way and have the police defunded and most law enforcement's going to disband because they're not going to work for what they're being paid and dealing with these riots? And then these far leftist communists come in and say, oh, by the way, the violence has become so great, we have to disarm or ban certain firearms because you need your protection from yourself. Then what is everybody going to do? What's everybody going to do? Now you're going to have full-blown lawlessness. This is why I've told you before, my line and my one line that will always be in the sand will be disarmament in this country. If we ever allow this country to be fully disarmed, even mildly disarmed, I should say, it will be the end of the United States of America. There will be no more Constitution. We will be at the whims of anyone and anybody that wants to take from us, to steal from us, or to control us in any way, shape, or form. And that is why I have been such a strong stance on that. And a lot of people are right there with me now. A lot of people are realizing this is not a game anymore. This is not a joke. When it reaches to that point, and it will reach that point again. So... They're defunding police, and then they're going to want to take your firearms. What's going to be your next option at that point? Think about that. Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be some type of reform in some of the police departments in inner cities as far as with some of these guys being corrupt and everything else. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying there aren't other things they can put out there and have better training, better tactics. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is the blanket ideology of defunding police is right out of the Soviet communist handbook, actually the Marxist handbook, and that's exactly what they're doing now. So when people want to push that rhetoric, if they really truly are bent on that going on, in my opinion, I don't even associate nor will I speak to them again. I'm just being honest with you. There's no reason to debate with somebody like that, because there's a high probability that you're going to get in a fight that's going to escalate either here or now in the future. If people are that ignorant and they want to tell you that they need to defund the police and later on they're going to try to defund you, they're going to be the very same people that try to kick down your door at 3 a.m. and steal and rob and kill your family. So when you engage with people like that, no reason to even talk to them. Step back, get prepared, and understand that you may have to defend your family and your home from those very same people in the near future as we already saw in St. Louis with the two fam, the husband and wife in their monster house over there in their gated community that was kicked in and they walk outside with firearms to defend themselves and they're trying to basically be criminally charged now. That shows you right there the resolve of the communist agenda and trying to overthrow the United States Republic, Dad. You know, Austin, 
You're absolutely right. Once you understand the mindset of the communist Kabbalists, now I'm going to put those two together now. We can make it here. Let's listen to it this way. Rothschild, communist, Kabbalist, Satanist, Luciferian, banking community that runs the planet. Now that pretty much sums it up. Running the CIA, MI6, Mossad, all of it. All right. And of course, above that is the Luciferian group, which is the wizards and the warlocks and the priest class. Remember, we've had a priest class of these guys since the ancient Canaanites in the ancient Babylonian, in the ancient magicians of Egypt. There's always been a priest class. There still is that. We just don't see them because they operate in the shadows. And they're the ones that aren't priests of the Most High God. These guys are not the ones that are serving the creator of the universe. They're creating the source. They're serving the fallen angel. They happen to call him Einsoff. And once we understand that, it makes more sense. Then we start to see the subterfuge and the obfuscation. And a person can put out a video exposing the deep state and never mention any of this. You know why they don't mention any of it? <laughs> they're told not to. They're told, if you mention these things, you'll be demonetized. You'll be taken off of YouTube, kind of like the Ted Nelson Barrow show was two and a half years ago. Guess what? We weren't put back on. How about that? Of course, we haven't even tried, I'll be honest with you. I don't care about them. I'd rather just do it the way we're doing it. I mean, the thing is, guys, if we don't open our eyes and see what they're doing to us to see the spell they're trying to cast, we're not going to understand it. We have to open our eyes. Like right now, Sharon Stone, the Hollywood skank, is coming out and saying that her sister, who has lupus, who's basically dying in the hospital, uh, you know, has all kinds of health issues, has chronic autoimmune diseases, that the reason that she's in the hospital and she's sick is because of non-mask wearers. Like Sharon Stone has any credibility whatsoever. She has, she's a weirdo. She's a horrible actress. And on top of that, she's a hardcore liberal feminist. She never marries. Probably, you know, and I'll stop there. But the reality is, is she just, she's another weirdo. And what nobody wants to talk about right now is what's really going on as far as what's happening with the food supply in the United States. Due to chemtrails and geoengineering, in my opinion, millions of acres of crops in the central United States, including Iowa, have been destroyed by a series of historic natural disasters. But they're not even, no one's even talking about it. A storm had winds up to 120 miles an hour near Cedar Rapids, Iowa. As powerful as an inland hurricane as it tore from eastern Nebraska across Iowa, parts of Wisconsin, devastating the food crop. Went across Iowa, Wisconsin, Indiana, Illinois, including Chicago and its suburbs. What? Yeah. But how about, how many of you have heard about that? Early estimates say that the storm flattened at least one third of Iowa's crops, about 10 million acres. Tens of millions of bushels of grain were stored at co-ops on farms were also damaged or destroyed as the bins blew away. It rocked Marshalltown, Iowa, where an EF3 tornado destroyed the town's business district just two years ago. The winds of 99 miles an hour. Again, they're messing with the food supply. Messing with the food supply. It's all about creating hunger to get the masses of the peasants to do what they're told. I love you guys. I got to pray for you this morning. You guys are wonderful. Remember, guys, and this is so important. Jesus is the author and the finisher and the perfecter of our faith. So we can do all things through Christ, including breaking these spells that these people try to put on us. I'll have to finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.
Yes, guys, and we're continually working with the company. It appears that we do have the food buckets in route now, the organic food buckets. So thank you for your patience on that. I will let you guys know as soon as we get them up on the website. I know a lot of people have been interest, interested in those, including got a lot of local people. I'm literally trying to get them for everybody as fast as I can get my hands on them because, as I've said before, have said it, if you can look back at history, if you don't even believe in history, says the exact same thing. Food has always, always been used as a means to control a populace, especially when it comes down to the brass tacks, when they actually are going to do what they're wanting to implement. Food is that effective. So realize what's going on with it. Be prepared and stay efficient for what you need. I encourage everybody, and you know, I'm not saying, some people are like, oh, I need to have five years of food supply. I can tell you right now, if you're living on five years of, five years of food supply, there's probably going to be something else happening way before that. I mean, so, but I mean, I at least, I always recommend personally, have 90 days of food for your family to completely be self-sufficient for 90 days, even without having crops, food, hunting, and so forth. That being said, because if there's a reason why you can't go outside, if there's a serious issue, if there's extreme violence, whatever it may be, you don't necessarily want to have to rely on going out and trying to go hunt and scavenge, which, however, if you do have that ability, which a lot of people do, fishing, hunting, growing, then you will have even additional amount of food. So it never hurts, my opinion, like I said, 90-day supply. So again, thank you for the support. Healthmasters.com, the vitamin C capsules, massively important immune system nutrient on sale right now for 10% off as product of the week. Be sure to check it out on the website at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Stay prepared. Stay ready. I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow as always. Okay.